This is the news from the Lord. They're actually attacking a minority owned and operated company, which has done amazing things in the community to help minorities. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord from Lordsville. Welcome to my world. Let's have a little chat today about what's going on in America and, and specifically what I call the silent majority's silent revolution. For those who came in late, which is to say before 1969, President Richard Nixon went on television in November of 1969. I was <clears throat> in college and uh, addressed the nation on Vietnam. And he had a line in there about the silent majority. And what he was talking about was that there were a lot of protests. There had been protests that fall protesting the Vietnam War. And he was there to talk about his strategy for getting the United States out of Vietnam, um, et cetera. And he referred to the silent majority, by which he meant, and this term became elucidated as time went on, the people who got up in America in the morning and got their kids off to school and went to work and paid their taxes and they didn't protest in the streets and they uh, uh, were, were not making all the commotion and noise that the protesters of the day were making. A little bit later after that speech in May of 1970, there was uh, quite an uproar when President Nixon in uh, April 30th went on television to announce he was sending in troops to Cambodia and uh, college campuses around the country erupted on the spot, mine included. I'd say within 15 minutes after he went off the air, the quad, as they say, at Franklin and Marshall College was filled with kids protesting this. And I went back and took a look. There were about 500 colleges that uh, exploded. And it got worse on the 4th of May when a protest got out of hand at Kent State University in Ohio. The governor of Ohio sent in the National Guard, and uh, tragically, they pulled the trigger and killed four kids, which, of course, only made the situation worse. <clears throat> now, this is where it became interesting in terms of the silent majority. There was a protest in New York City in front of City Hall, um, protesting the war, protesting all of this. And the mayor of New York at the time, a Republican soon-to-be Democrat by the name of John Lindsay had the American flag at the top of City Hall pulled down to half-staff. Well, in response, there were all these uh, hard hats, union members who were in the vicinity working on buildings. They were enraged at this and enraged at the sight of all of these kids, you know, scruffy and beards and long hair and, and uh, not particularly clean and all this kind of thing. So the hard hats charged the building, went in, went up to the flagpole on the roof and raised the flag back up. Well, this was news everywhere. And at that time, of course, there was no cable news. It was just three television networks. And there was lots of pictures about this. And this was so-called the silent majority at work with these hard hats. These are people who might have been raised in Democrat families over the years, but they had begun to turn uh, Republican because they were so repulsed by what they were seeing. So my point 
here is that in today's world, we are seeing other signs that that silent majority is very much alive. And I'd like to go through just a couple of them, some headlines. One of them that I'm sure you're familiar with, Goya food sales take off after liberal boycott. Democrats in Hollywood won't buy Goya, but Americans are buying it in droves. The next one is A&E's viewership drops 49% after canceling Live PD, which was a reality show about uh, the life of uh, policemen. Now, when you take those headlines and you add them to some others, let's just see what we have here. Here is one from Fox News. Quote, Fox News dominates May, meaning this past month of May, trounces CNN as Hannity finishes the top cable news. The next one is from Forbes magazine. Tucker Carlson has highest rated program in cable news history. And the next one from TV Guide in 2019. Emmy's ratings fall to an outrageously bad all-time low. And then there was this headline from the fall of 2016 as the Hillary versus Donald Trump showdown was supposedly headed to a blowout for Hillary. This headline is from Sporting News. Quote, Kaepernick effect, question mark. Falling ratings force NFL TV networks to give back free ads. Now, I'm suggesting here that what we're watching is a pattern. What you've got are the American people out there you're not going to see them in the streets. You're not going to see them in the streets of Portland or Seattle or New York um, protesting. You're not going to see them hurling things at police officers. But they are watching on television. And when something comes along as, as crazy as it seems, Goya all of a sudden becomes uh, a, a point of contention simply because the head of Goya, a Hispanic gentleman, heading a Hispanic business, is at the White House as he was several years ago with President Obama um, to, to accept an award. And then he uh, goes on, uh, he, he mentions something nice about President Trump. You know, thank you for your leadership. I mean, it was pretty innocuous. And all of a sudden, there's a boycott, supposedly, of Goya. Well, the instant reaction, and what, what is remarkable about it is that it was self-generated. It was not, you know, some, some people somewhere who were plotting a campaign. This was very spontaneous. Uh, I had a friend here in the middle of Pennsylvania who went to the local giant expressly to buy Goya foods. And she said when she went to the aisle where the Goya products were kept, there was a store clerk there restocking the uh, shelves and and was baffled because she didn't know what had happened. And she said, why is suddenly everybody buying Goya? She said, this is the third time we have sold out of Goya beans. And so my friend explained it to her and she says, well, that makes sense. She says, now I get it because we have just had a run on these. And of course, nationally, the Goya sales went skyrocketing right straight through the roof. This is what happens when you uh, so antagonize uh, the American people, the silent majority, as Richard Nixon referred to them, that they are going to react. They're not going to take to the streets. They'll buy a can of beans. They're not going to take to the streets. They'll stop watching A&E. 
Um, they're not going to, you know, be out there throwing bricks and bottles and all of that. They're going to listen to Sean Hannity. They're going to listen to Tucker Carlson. They're going to listen to Fox. Um, if football players want to kneel, they're not going to watch the NFL. It's, it, it, you know, kneel for the national anthem. I mean, which really incensed a lot of people. So I would suggest that there is uh, uh, a political effect, a serious political effect here that is, of course, only helping Donald Trump. When you watched that hearing uh, of Attorney General Barr in front of the House Judiciary Committee, wow, you know, one of the sort of elementary rules of congressional hearings that you learn when you're a staffer, as I was, is there are television cameras in the room. <laughs> and if you're going to play to them, you need to be smart about it. You don't need to throw a fit, throw a scene, on mass, when the only person at the table is one lone gentleman who's very, in this case, uh, Attorney General Barr is a very reserved, very dignified lawyer, professional lawyer. Uh, he's hardly flamboyant. There's nothing flamboyant about him at all. And he sits there and they keep pounding him over the head and saying, hurling all these insults at him. It looks terrible. It looks terrible. And it speaks exactly to what's going on here. They are at one end of the continuum, and at the other end are the people in Portland who are in the streets throwing um, bottles of water that have been frozen at policemen, setting fires, vandalizing the Mark Hatfield uh, office uh, building, the federal courthouse. Those people are going to draw a reaction, and I would suggest that what they're going to do is get such a reaction from the American people in November that it could well re-elect Donald Trump. These people cannot help themselves. And that's uh, that's a whole nother issue right there. But they simply can't do it. And then when you see Congressman Jim Jordan, who put together this wonderful montage, video montage, of all of these news commentators saying that these were peaceful protests, my favorite being the one with Ali Velshi from MSNBC, and he's standing in front of a building that has been torched and is blazing away. <laughs> and he's trying to say that, well, the protests here are mostly peaceful. Uh, all of this is right behind him. I mean, in full view of the viewers is uh, a building that has been launched and, and set on fire. Um, this is not good. And, and what Jim Jordan put together, and I guarantee you that video is everywhere this morning. And uh, we will have it, uh, I think, on, on my website, on The Jeffrey Lord. Um, the American people see it. And once again, and I, and I would point out that what happened with Richard Nixon, he was elected in 1968 with 43% of the vote. Four years later, after all of this continuing nonsense went on, he carried 49 states. <laughs> So I would suggest that uh, Democrats, if they want to be smart about this, stop doing this. But I don't think, frankly, that they can. I don't think they can control themselves. So with that, this is Jeffrey Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you very much for being with me.